Trenches. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to From the Trenches, real life in the accounting industry. My name is David Boyer. Joined with me is Paul Meisner from Five Ways Group. And we are brought to you by Change GPS, productivity, profit, and performance. Just like that, software for practice management and compliance advisory for accountants of all sizes. As Paul laughs on our Microsoft Teams call because I'm practicing the new Platinum Trenches sponsor, Paul. Good to see you, mate. Love it, Dave. Uh, Hello, listeners. Hello, all. Uh, Welcome to, uh, yes, very exciting, David. Very exciting. Joined by a couple of of legends. A couple of legends. Oh, Paul. You one, must one have legend taken and one the happy pills the today. Taken the happy pills today to call marketing and salespeople and all round good blokes legends. <laughs> well, I have already been sold twice, and we've only just done the pregame. So there you go. I I haven't bought anything yet, though. My wallet stays firmly in my pocket. But uh, in fairness, a bit you did ask for both. You did ask for both things for free. Nothing's actually being sold. There's no exchange of value. But welcome to From the Trenches, uh, my mate Jack Kay, who is the head of growth at Change GPS. Jack's made, been made famous by many things, but his biggest claim to fame is he's probably spent almost a million dollars on advertising and sponsorship at accounting events. G'day, Jack. Hey there, David. Uh, thanks for having us. And yeah, what a, what a mantle, spending all, all the money. So happy days. Mate, you, can, you can be a happy man by spending other people's money. It's such a good time. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and welcome back to, I think, the second or maybe third time. Former winner of Accounting Thought Leader. Oh, I wondered how long it would take for that to come up. One of the greatest innovators in accounting digital events. Gold Coast resident, COVID UK escapee, the not as famous as Paul Meisner, Trent McLaren. Just a casual clap. Wonderful to be here. Uh, Paul, I was in hysterics that you called me a legend, mate. I, I really appreciate the, uh, the commentary. And yes, I, I did try to sell you something for free within a minute or two of joining the call. <laughs> <laughs> Five minutes and 19 seconds it took. Five minutes and 19 seconds. It's actually, I'd pay to see it. You you, uh, you should pay to see Trent seamlessly work into a divvy. I mean, just let me buy you a coffee. It'll uh, it'll happen very, very quickly. I think he, oh, there it is. He just did it. He just, he's got a value proposition across. Paul, listeners will be baffled that we've got people like Jack and Trent on the show today. Um People like Jack and Trent uh, have been, to be honest, fought up for trenches for a very long time. Trent is the, the leading winner of Worst on Ground, I believe. I think he's he single-handedly, I think, given us more content on so that side of the ledger. Basically, than, uh, you're welcome than anyone else. you content to talk about for a few weeks is what you're really saying. <laughs> Move over accounting award winner. Just, uh, it's crazy. Well, you know, I never won an accounting award and Trent won about 15. You did them, get the so hand one out, good. though. That was pretty exciting. The, well, yeah, so listeners don't know this, but Change GPS was the uh, the sponsor for the Thought Leader of the Year Award this year at the Australian Accounting Awards. So, you know, if you can't win them, <laughs> write a cheque. <laughs> <just, we>, <laughs> oh, so many things I could say. <laughs> <laughs> right, oh, right, oh. We don't need to get into rumours and innuendo, Paul. 
Uh, today's show, the problem with sponsor-led conferences, that you've got Paul and I on, you've got people, Trent's organised them, Jack's been involved with them for a really long time. Part of the new trenches, Paul, is us trying to find solutions for a lot of the problems we've been shining a very bright spotlight on for years. Tell the dear listeners before we get on with the show, what are we doing? We're running a summit, David. Bang! Bang! A summit. Running a summit. There it is. A, a, a Stand off. The, uh, the, the um, utopia show. We're running a summit. It's a, a symposium. Yeah. A any summit. announcements? Will there be any announcements there, Paul? Cool. I'm not sure. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll get into it. But we thought, we'd, we, we thought while we had this many people uh, on a call together, that we would we would find uh, some of the best and some of the worst things from or experiences and views of a conference, and then maybe we might have learned from it. Well, you see, what's that? We're all, some of us are miserable. We're in lockdown again. We've got kids working. If you're in lockdown and you're single, life's probably pretty good. If you're in lockdown and your kids are in school and you're trying to do home teaching, it's pretty tough. Uh, if you've got clients who are in hospo and tourism, it's probably even tougher for you than, than maybe some accounts who don't have industries that are negatively impacted at the moment. And what's happening is we're missing out. We're, we're missing out on content, on education, on companionship, on community. We're going to try to fix it. Best on ground, worst on ground, and then the big the big reveal of what the summit's going to be at the end of this show. Jeez, I'll tell you what, we've sold out, Paul. We've got more corporate sponsors than you can throw a sponsored session out at this one. But we're going we're gonna to talk about that a little bit later. Best on ground for sponsor-led conferences. Who's going first? Let's start with Jack. I'll start with me. Oh, okay. All right. Pressure's on. Uh, best of all, I have to say it's, it's you know, not no specific conference per se, but uh, it's, you know, from a vendor perspective and otherwise as well, I've attended a few, not only just bought my way into a bunch, but um, it's, it's, it's where the uh, expectation meets reality. So, like, you know, there's so many conferences out there that are saying, you know, we'll do this, that and the other. Um, but like, you know, for example, like, uh, you know, the BGL roadshow, like when you go to a BGL roadshow, you know exactly what you're in for, you know what the agenda is, you know, what's, what's going to be happening. Uh, the vendors, like we all know what kind of person is going to be coming. There's no disappointment. It's all, it's very clear, very concise. Uh, and I reckon it's just, it's, it's, it's essentially that like when expectation meets reality, like just be straight up. We've certainly uh, been to many conferences, Paul, where we'd go to a session that sounds amazing and someone just stand up there and do a product demo. I, I like product demos personally, but it, it no, but not not yeah. when it's we're not when the title and the learning outcomes of this thought leadership get CPD and then somebody's just doing a product demo. Uh, naming naming sessions has always been a very interesting <laughs> test of, oh. you know, guess the session by the name is kind of a little bit like trying to read a tabloid for facts. It's sort of you're never quite sure what you're going to oh. get. Uh, you, don't, you know you're generally going to get compliance is dead, but apart from that, it's a you've got no call. idea. There's a reason why I'm we right. put in these, uh, these topics. People just flock to the idea of, well, what could it's, that look like? What, what would happen if... It's buzzword, it buzzword bingo, bingo, I think, is often... I'm writing, I'm writing our conference topics at the moment for this one. We've got about 38 sessions, and one of the ones I've come up with is Culture Beats Innovation Teams for Breakfast. Do you have any idea what that's about? Is it, just, a is it just like a daily Zoom call with a, with a whiskey every Friday or something like that? <laughs> 
But that's designed, these things, we're writing these things because we want you to click on them and get interested and actually come to them. What's going to be the new uh, version of the uh, pool table? Or the table tennis table. That's what I. What's going to be the the home, the working from home? Is we it, need to oh, work no, on that for the I summit. I think we'll just be happy. I'll just be happy for people to put pants on while they attend. I don't think <laughs> is we need it not just playing like virtual poker around a Zoom call? Because I I done that a few times in lockdown. That was uh, good for the people that enjoy playing poker. Not so good for everyone else. That's like, can I leave yet? Or are <laughs> oh, we going all in on this, Trent? We're going all in. Uh, best on ground for conferences, sponsor-led conferences. So there is sponsors there, Trent McLaren. So my best on ground in events, conferences, is always the accounting palooza of things. It's the side events. It's the pre-con parties. Put your hand up if you've never been to a pre-con party. Everyone, you look around, everyone's got their hands down. Everyone loves a free beer, a wine, a drink. Everyone loves being to catch up with people at all the things that happen around the main event. So... For me, that's always been the best part is seeing the community add and be creative and add these different elements together. Um, and, you know, as a vendor, that was a very fun, creative thing to do. I know my life at one point was just flying to other countries to throw massive parties so that accountants could drink beer. Like, that. that's not the worst. I, I would put it in my career highlights for sure. Like, uh, where else can you do that? You're like, if, if Fire Festival went well... Yeah, I feel like... Life. I always thought it was more Van Wilder. Van Wilder, that movie. <laughs> Van yeah. Wilder. And I did yeah, post yeah. about that the other week. Someone did say... It might have even been you, Paul. I don't know. Someone did tell me once that, like, you're kind of like Van Wilder for accounting. You just throw parties for people um, wherever they are so that they can have a good time slash be a little bit hungover before the main day. <laughs> Paul, one of the problems that we keep seeing in virtual events is um, event organisers trying to replicate that community and networking and chat through virtual booths, virtual rooms, hangout sessions. I've personally never seen it work. No. I, I, what's the... Yeah, what's the... Go. Okay. Well, you know what my solution is? The, the GPS webinars that we do, so we get about eight, 900 people on them, and we just say go nuts in the chat and, and post your chat to all, so that everybody can see, and then you just try to get some traction going in the chat. You might see a name you recognise. Like, unfortunately... To me, there's just this hard limit on those things and that if you want the community to happen, it kind of needs to happen afterwards or separately, you know, in a Facebook group, in a WhatsApp group, something like that, I think is the only way that it works. I, I, I think the best events that I've been to online don't even try to replicate this. I, certainly the virtual, and to be honest, I mean, I've been so busy over the last 18 months, I don't reckon, I don't think I've actually been to plenty of webinars, but no sort of, you, you know, a... a the challenge is always getting a conference to feel like a whole conference, not just a series of Zoom yeah. calls or a series of a series of presentations. Um, but yeah, it's because I'm with Trent. I mean, I think that the the, the add-on events. I oh, know. I don't. What? I, I, I can't believe this is recorded. Something's happened. Um, I, I don't know what's what's happened, but this uh, is. You know, can we highlight this? Put this at the start, maybe. <laughs> I think you know what there's, there's something. I reckon it's something that they've put in the Pfizer jab. Oh no, I didn't. It didn't have it. It didn't have it in the end yesterday. I was I was due for it yesterday, but uh, there was a scheduling mixer. Uh, but look, I think of course there was the network. <laughs> one of the things I've always spoken about, David, is that a lot of firms tend to be really small and actually tend to be sole traders. So it's getting them out of the office and yeah. and being able to step away from your desk, computer, from clients, take a day off, go and speak to um, other people who have who do the job, um, but also do a, a very 
a very good simultaneous or back-to-back comparison of different products. It's being able to go and go, right, what do you do? How easy is it? How hard? Who does it suit? How much does it cost? And kind of do that across. I, I we've done a session on on preparing for conferences. You know, I used to make a list of all of the uh, the add-ons I wanted to see, wanted to speak to, and kind of create a create a plan to to put them all together side by side and have a look. And I think that's that's one of the the real benefits of of being able to crunch that into a day as well as people drive by your drinks, which is always fine. You're cheap, Paul. You're just cheap. Not the, not the first uh, time I've heard that. The, uh, <laughs> the, 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 the funny thing with the content is we always criticise it when it tries to be too thought leadership and probably goes a bit outside the lane of what that, that product actually is. And at the same time, the vendors are sometimes a little bit too scared to say, hey, buy it. It's this much. It's really good. Here's the value that you're going to get out of it. Um, and we're, we're going to rip the elephant. We're going to rip the band-aid off that one when we tell, share with everyone what we're doing there. For me, best on ground for events. I just think learning has a value um, more than ever. Learning about things that maybe are outside what's immediately in front of us, i.e., outside knowing fifteen thousand different government grant terms and conditions, outside knowing how to get your phone system onto a VoIP so that you can transfer calls, which is stuff we've all had to deal with challenge the mental framework that we're in by listening to something a little bit different but still applicable i personally have a value on that and that was something i always got out of the events that i went to so we're going to bundle up these four best on grounds and we're going to bring it into uh the best of what we we think we can do for the trenches summit which by the way Trent, when what's the date boys on 13th 14th september that's it Early September, hang on. Zerocon was supposed to be around then. It's not, though. Whoa, it was the genius who came up with this. It's a good thing we've been talking to our friends at Zero about this one. Paul, it's a segment that's been... It's got cobwebs on it. It's a little bit dusty. It's a little bit rusty. It needs some WD-40. It needs some Mr. Sheen. It needs a ShamWow. It needs to be pulled out of the closet and put in the sun. Needs needs to get the mothball smell off it. The segment, Paul, West on Ground. Oh, I love this segment. <laughs> you, can't have, you can't have enough worst on grounds, I don't reckon. Well, I'm trying. I just don't want to get too angry and negative out there. There's enough. Oh, it's tough enough. Let's lighten the mood of worst is on there ground. A, is there a reason my name's just etched into the hard template of this this section? Or yeah, <laughs> it's hard coded in. In brackets, what did Trent do this week? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's actually if you if you click it, it's a hyperlink to your LinkedIn <laughs> yeah, account. Got it. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Paul, worst on ground at event conferences. Wind him up because you've gone nuts at these things. Uh, David, I've had a problem with <laughs> my biggest gripe with conferences is just show us the product. Like seriously, it's not that hard. Right, if you're a sponsor and you have a product and you want me to buy a product, I need to see it. I need to understand who it suits. I need to know what it costs, and I need to understand how it's used. I do not need an hour of existential threats. I don't need you to tell me the latest on timesheets, value price. Seriously, people who whose history is just selling mops gets on stage and tells us how to run an accounting firm, it gets my goat, David. 
you know what, we're recruiting for some sales roles at the moment. I know Trent is as well. Boys, let's look at the mop salesman category on Seek and let's see if there's some talent in the mop industry. I'd love some good, I'd love a good Pino Clean expert to do a, a cleanse on our database. I, I just, I honestly, I, I still, I would love one day an answer to why thought leadership content out of people who just sell software is required outside of it works. Like I get, well, I get that it's, I get that it has some, I don't know, mythical clickbaity type pull or appeal. I, I can get feel that, the curtain, but invariably I can feel the back a little bit if you'd like, if that would be helpful. But Uh-oh. invariably, I, I don't reckon not, I've walked out this session mi- impressed or the wiser. Did you hear that? Trent said it's just a little like bit. Go. I mean, We're not. We're not, we're, not, we're not a PI anymore, Toto. I mean, that wasn't quite the curtain I had in mind, but just in general and, and how teams work and go towards these things, normally you get the marketing team because they're the wordsmiths. They're thinking about the clickbait title, right? They're like, oh, you know, the future of, the death of, the, uh, the most innovative way to get out of bed in the morning, blah, blah, blah. But that, then they've got to figure out, okay, well, who's going to speak about this? Who in the business is most qualified to maybe speak about this? Or, you know, is that... We'll get the country manager to do it and we'll put a story together and we'll speak to them about their life a little bit and try to figure out how to key and, and put this in. But as you said, it just it just kind of works. Like people, if and this is all marketing and copy related, if the headline is good on the email, if the headline is good on the talk, people will open it. Some of them will click through it, some of them will subscribe, some of them will turn up and then it's in the database. So there is a, there is a process and a method that vendors go through to figure out how do we make sure that people are gonna attend our session and then from that we can use that data to remarket them at a later stage. Because that's all vendors really, that's all they're thinking about. How do we, how do we make money on this investment? How do we get our ROI on actually coming to this event in the first place? But, but, like just, but surely, surely just demoing the product and like showing its use case, I, I've never got. I've never got the. I, I don't know. It seems like it's just every all all of the conferences historically have had that level of, and it's the same content well, there's just rules rehashed from the vendors, with there's no rules answer. From the conference vendors, with no though, practical conference vendors answer. will tell you straight up, don't do a sales demo. Our audience won't like it. So then vendors have to get really creative on. Well, how do we put something together where we can still kind of talk about our product? In the first place, and that's why you, the end result is these wacky, clickbaity titles where they can't really show the product, is because the event organizer has said, "No, we need you to not do a demo." That's not what this is. This isn't a sales pitch. This is branding. Jack, you've spent almost a million dollars at conferences and come up with a lot of different titles. Does mm. just showing a demo work? No, I don't think so. Because I mean, like you got to groom for the people. I mean, I think that the entire the process I go through, anyways, is uh, if people don't want to buy my product, can they still walk away with some value? So, like, what practical stuff can we cover off so that they can walk out of their room and want to come back next time so they'll buy my product next time? So it's sort of a you know you got like a 40, 50 point nurture sequence that you're working with when you're when you're dealing with these you know marketing with these sort of conferences. So. I think it's about just making sure that people get value. I think it's more than just uh, yeah, pushing your product and getting the sale on the spot. It's about how do we actually make an impact and how do we actually do some cool stuff in all of this. But also, but Paul, I'm going to put it back. I, I could have sworn we've got episodes where you've said, stop trying to sell to me. If I want to buy it, I'll buy it. 
and I think that's and that's a very interesting point. And I think something interesting that Trent said was the concept of a sales demo. See, I think you can. I, I mean, I'm very big on practicality. Like, it, it's in my mind, you can do a demo without it being particularly salesy, and you or you can be salesy by not even mentioning your product. I, I think it's it's the it's the way you do it. Not and not again. Not that it's easy. I think it, it's very hard to come across as not salesy when you're realistically you know, talking it, about how much something costs and who uses it. We're, and, we're, we're, we're miles off track here, but accountants are actually excellent at doing this because the best leads any software company gets is because another accountant has told the other accountant, "Check this out. Here's why." So. It's hilarious. Like accounts are literally the best salespeople for accounting products. Can, can I also ch- I'll ch- change? I'll pivot my worst on ground a little bit. We are running over time, but you know, not uncommon for us. Is the the content not so much outside? The, the it's the 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 fake fear for me has always been a bigger one. It's 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 almost oh, like inventing a fire. Not even in the direction that someone's software fixes it. Like they tend to just yeah invent this massive fire and then go oh by the way my software maybe you know is what I, on my on my Google AI news algorithm it told me that uh, uh, podcasts are dying and I clicked on I just clicked on it I got sucked in it worked. Worst on ground for me at conferences, and thanks for that little bit, boys. Um, there's too many speaking slots. So accountants, we have a lot of knowledge. We're knowledge-based workers. But to get the best content, it's from people who have actually done things, and accountants just aren't great presenters. And we know one from the trenches. We used to have the five-in-five five where we interviewed a lot of accountants, and we stopped doing it because we found it hard to find people to share their stories and even if people had good stories not the best people to share them succinctly so it's and that's often why when you go to conferences you see the same names because they're excellent presenters paul's a good presenter jack's a good presenter trent's a good presenter vanderbeek's a good presenter ali's a good presenter they've got their own podcast now they're so good and so these names keep going around because it's really hard. And we know at, at GPS, we've got this great pool of people who have unbelievable stories. And, you know, Jack's been on the phone to them this week trying to get them to tell the story through different... And it's, it's hard to do. Um, so you end up with too many streams. You dilute the talent pool. Kind of like what happened to the AFL when we introduced GWS and Gold Coast. There wasn't enough experienced footballers to go around, so the quality of football dropped for a couple of years. They're just the talent pool for people who can present in Australia is not that big. So I reckon... And the reason they have so many slots is because sponsors... Yeah, that was probably going to be my point, is that this is mm. more of a... Because these events are typically very commercial-led, which is a normal normal thing, um, the more slots they can sell, the more streams they create and the more over... Or it waters down the capacity for people's attention span, right? And it waters down the amount of people that will attend each session. So uh, in some cases, it's actually better to have less sessions but are targeted and more high quality covering a variation of things so yeah. that uh, you, you're getting more more bang for buck is one word for it but it's you know get a balance between quality vendors and quality content where there's a, it's it's an even sprint we're not sitting there with some sessions where there's 20 people turned up 
or five people turned up. And I've seen some in-life conferences where that's the case because there's, you know, 20 different stands. Oh, would it, would, would, wouldn't happen oh, I wasn't wouldn't happen talk, at one of your some talks, other, some other, They would have been filling the aisles at your talk, sitting down. And, uh, they didn't share about it on social. I don't know. I mean... Nah. <laughs> I think uh, it's a very interesting one about the about the, the face to face conference versus the versus the online. Obviously, you can being a virtual conference and with the ability to record it and have it on demand, you can attend some live. You know that was, I think, one of the big problems with Business Expo. They just sold so many slots. Like there was just there was there was at some stages there was three or four rooms you wanted to stick your ear in. And you just physically couldn't couldn't get couldn't get it. Um, so I think there's the opportunity. We never went. There. We never we never went to sessions. We just tried to corner founders and CEOs of tech companies and tell them everything that was wrong with their products. That's what we used to do at conferences. You know, other people were, you know. <laughs> no, nah, right. It's your voice of the people here. Uh, Trent, what's your worst on worst ground, on ground from my mate? side? Coming from a from a vendor perspective, was the as we had to transition in person to online and obviously my experience was a little bit different being in the UK for the last two years uh, but that value just didn't correlate like you couldn't ask me to spend 10 to 15 thousand pounds for an in-person event and then tell me look we'll just convert it online we won't change anything this is what it's going to be across Um, you'll get a session and we've got a virtual booth and we're you know we're totally expecting this virtual booth thing to take off um, and I don't know if anyone's actually done a virtual booth or had to sit on a virtual booth. Complete waste of time. Utter, complete oh, the worst. waste of time. I'm so fully against them um, because nobody cares. Like if I wanted to go to a virtual booth, I would have just gone to your website and booked in a demo in the first place or gone to your website and done your live chat there. Don't waste vendor time and try to convince me that £15,000 is well spent on a virtual booth. I'm going to like talk to you really quickly about why this is a terrible choice and it probably wasn't your idea it was probably the marketing or the ceo and you're trying to do your best job and i get it but don't bring it up to me and say this is a good idea and i should trust you with my money because i know you're not interested in my well-being in this sense you're just trying to cover your own ass at that stage i I think in my so i just think there's a there's a really interesting point there about the the, that it's almost this inability to innovate <laughs> in a conference sense. It's like, well, let's just do, oh, we've got to do it online. Oh, oh quick. Um, we had sponsor yeah, booths. Get a Zoom account. We yeah. had we had physical sponsor booths. How, what's the closest thing we can get? Not not reimagining it. You know, this is, the, this is I guess, the, the sort of event problem of trying to take but, Myob and putting it online but without actually redesigning it for cloud. It's like you're just trying to... Throw a throw a desktop file up in the cloud and then hiding under the desk until it breaks. It's like that's how it happens. The, the flip side of this is that conference organisers who have never organised a virtual conference before get sold to the features by the software providers selling to them, and those providers sell them the feature booth, the idea of the virtual booth, because it maybe it worked in another industry or maybe they just developed it and they need to flog it. But Jack and how many between us, Jack and Trent, how many virtual conferences have you each organised? Probably only between three and five, but they were all very large scale. Uh, and, you know, this the idea for these came out of kind of the problems that I've highlighted before. Like, you know, no one was going online and running good online events. Um, fortunately, you know, had a great relationship with the guys at Accountex, with the guys at ACCA, 
we managed to bring these events together online. And the very first one we ran had 17,000 people registered. And we were so focused on in attendee experience, both going onto the site, picking sessions, the actual on the day experience, making sure that that was fully organized, all the speakers were engaged and that was fully organized. Um, yeah, so I've had my fair share of running large scale events and that was super rewarding. Like I, I truly really enjoyed being able to do that and seeing the success that came of that. It's actually not that hard to do if you take into consideration, how do we make this easy for attendees? How do we make this really easy for vendors? And how is there a win-win for both sides? Um, it's not rocket science, but I think when you look at it from, well, well, I don't think it's rocket science, but I've been through it five times now. So, <laughs> Look, that is a great segue into what we're actually going to do to solve it now. From the Trenches Summit is on September 13th and 14th. Uh, links are going to be available soon to get your pre-registration on. Here are the things we're doing to get the best of what we've had in the past without the worst. And the number one thing, Paul, something we've been advocating since day dot, 60% of the content is Trenches approved. That means... Paul, myself, or Timothy Munro, the founder of Change GPS, partner at Change Accountants and Advisors, have reviewed the content, signed off on it, and said, yes, we would go to that. 40% of the content is sponsor-driven. Sponsors are coming because they want to get your email addresses. When they ask for it, if you like it, give it to them because they believe they can help you a lot. And, Paul, we're not hiding behind what's sponsored here, are we? Exactly. And I think that's that's been one of the cornerstones, Dave, that you and I have always spoken about about this is, is uh, be honest, call a spade a spade. If there is uh, a, corporate, a corporate need, as there always is, and, and I don't think anyone minds that, it's when, uh, it's when it, looks, it looks like content but is actually paid you know that's something we really wanted to get away from the baz agent content is also signed off by people that matter jack you've been on the phone furiously to some key players here yeah that's it uh yeah icb uh abn so peter thorpe and the team over there so um they've, they've looked over the agenda and it's it's fast agent approved baz agent approved, agent Bang, yeah, approved. yeah that's it stamped <laughs> Uh, on demand or live? Now I have I get frustrated. I sign up to things. I say send me the recording. I never watch it, but I know that a lot of people do because I can see it in GPS numbers. Trent, how so, are we handling uh, that? You can turn up on the day, and it's free. It's free to attend if you want to attend it live. Or for uh, there's an upgrade option, and that upgrade option gives you the ability to access every single recording. Uh, Jack, you'll have to confirm the upgrade price because I I don't recall where we landed on that. No, we've got no idea. You're kidding? We're just trying to sell some pre-sale tickets here. Yeah, cool. Well, the idea being that if you want to attend all the sessions, play them all back, you can. You just upgrade your uh, ticket at the checkout and you'll be able to, uh, yeah, get access to every recording as soon as they're available, typically within 48 hours post the online summit. Here's why we're charging for it. We want you there live. You can't complain about missing out on the live conference experience if you're not there yourself. Now, we know that you have to deal with client stuff and, and that becomes a bit harder, but we want you in the chat. We want you engaging with the presenters and we can't do that if you're just watching it afterwards. So it's almost like a penalty. Come live or pay. It's free if you come live. Uh, the literal elephant in the room is what happens to your email address? What happens to your data? I'm going to make it crystal clear here. 
For platinum sponsors, we're going to have three or four platinum sponsors. Divi Pay and Change GPS are two of them that are locked in at the moment. They're getting all your email addresses. It's gone. They're getting it. That's a price to get all this free content. For the rest of our sponsors, you're, if you opt in, there's going to be polling all the sessions. If you opt in and say, yes, I want to be contacted, they're going to contact you. This is the commercial reality of an industry. There are buyers and sellers. They need to transact. Paul, is this the most transparent way we could do this? I think so. And, and, and that's that's really all I've ever asked about about conferences is, is the you're not going to wake up have the post-conference hangover of uh, 25 emails. There's not going to be vendors sitting in the corner swapping email lists uh, or, or names and numbers collected. Um, yeah, you're going to know. You're going to know where it is. And finally, the theme. All these conferences have themes. Well, the best ones do. We have a very simple theme. It's a from the trenches theme. It's real life in the accounting industry. It's what matters right now. And none of this futurism nonsense. None of these robots are going to deliver your pizza. Paul's favourite topic. Although they, they probably... I mean, there are it's drones that will deliver your pizza these that days. Fun. So, yeah, yeah that, that, that could be a, there could be a talk yeah, if you wanted. Example. I could probably, you know. Yeah. It is real life. Nothing beyond right three now. years. What is it? No, nothing beyond... Nothing that we won't actually see. The only, the only session that talks about futurism is something that's actually been funded in the federal budget. So we know... We know it. we're all pretty accurate. Paul, we've gone uh, miles off our little run sheet agenda here, about 20 minutes longer than we actually wanted to. Uh, but it's pretty good. We're pretty pumped. Look, it is going to be It is going to be fun. We are bringing together... Um, look, I think the other thing is a lot in the accounting industry are used to one vendor, one main vendor, bringing a conference together. You know, I think having... Having a, a, a podcast doing it with some platinum sponsors really gets us to bring other people who otherwise wouldn't be all together in, in, one, uh, in one area together. I'll tell you one thing I'm looking forward to. There's two sessions that are focused on customer service coordinators and practice managers. Easily the most underserviced uh, part of the accounting industry. So we've got a couple of sessions on for those guys. Trent, how are people going to sign up to the so early bird So in the tickets? comments of this episode, I'm assuming that's what you're going to do with this, Dave, you're going to put the early bird registration link and you can click it, register your email so that as soon as we do go live, you, my friend, will get direct access. You can sign up, check out all your sessions and you and it's, it's going to be super simple. Like I've, I've done this a few times now, super slick. You just add in all the sessions into your basket that you want to attend you hit checkout, you then enrolled and you just get ready. Just get the popcorn to the side, block out your calendar for those two days, maybe organise a watch party. I don't know. Like the, the sky is the limit for how much uh, fun this will be um, it, from my perspective. The more I think about it, you get absolutely nothing by signing up to the early bird. It's, you're not paying for the whole conference, but you do get a calendar invite that will block out time in your calendar. And we cannot we put a cannot. price on that, We can just we? want you to stay informed. I think that's no, the important that is... part. Stay engaged so yes. you know that as soon as it goes live, uh, what's up, what's available, and what's coming next. Have a great week, everyone. We'll see you in the next episode. We'll see you at From the Trenches Summit. Looking forward to it. Thanks again for listening to an episode of From the Trenches. David and I love to hear from listeners, so you can reach out if you've got feedback or story ideas, get in touch. I can be reached on Twitter at Paul Meissner underscore or on LinkedIn, Paul Meissner.
I'm on Twitter at David Boyar, B-O-Y-A-R, on LinkedIn, David Boyar. From the trenches.